And welcome to episode 101. That's right, we're in the triple digits of McChesney Unchained. We are down here at the Barn Studio at DNVR. As usual, this place kicks ass. Get down here and support not only your Colorado local small business, but all the mile high teams from the Broncos to the Buffs to even the sheep up north. Uh, and definitely the Nuggets and the Az right now, they're both kicking ass. Uh, so get down here to the DMBR bar in Colfax, or off of Colfax, and uh, and have yourself a blast down here. Uh, the studio is rocking today, and episode 101 is going to be pretty cool. We got Ryan Jensen, the starting center for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that's right, I said your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Denver, because it's all about Tampa Bay this week, baby. Let's go. Um, he joins us on the show from the Super Bowl down in Tampa. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, talk a lot to Ryan about not only Colorado high school football, but his development and the 12 years down he's he's spent uh, in the Dungeon family and at 6-0. So that's pretty damn cool. And then we're also going to preview the Super Bowl. Obviously, we'll talk a little bit about the Broncos quarterback situation since it's such an ordeal. And then uh, we've got, <clears throat> what is this? 46 kids during COVID that just signed national letters of intent from December to February from 6-0. So I'm just going to reiterate this again, everyone. We're going to talk about college college football and, and high school recruiting at the end. I'm going to reiterate this, though. Uh, you don't have to ask permission to help yourself, and that's kind of what we do at 6-0. So you may want to check that out at 6-0 Academy on Twitter and Instagram. And we're rolling. Episode 101, McChesney Unchained rolls. Okay, so... Thank you very much to everybody involved, Allie, Adam, everybody that's uh, that's busting their ass for the show for 101 episodes. That's pretty cool. Um, thanks to everybody that's listened. Last week's episode was pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it was great to get a lot of shit off my chest. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going on a month on Super Bowl Sunday without taking a goddamn painkiller. And that's pretty cool, man. And, uh, and I know that there's more people out there in the world that are struggling with this shit, and it's a day-by-day thing, and I really, really hope that you can figure out a way to get a control on your demon, because it will, and unequivocally, fuck you up if you let it. So, <clears throat> you're more powerful than any substance, remember that. Day-by-day, people. All right, now, also, the big guy. The big guy, two weeks before Christmas was 360, and now the big guy is like 312. And I'm, I'm coming for the title. I'm getting abs. And all my friends that like lost a bunch of weight and you got a bunch of ego, it's happening. Can't help it. I'm going to be under 300 pounds soon. Ego's going to go through the roof. It's probably not a good thing, but hey, we'll see what happens. I'd rather die of ego than a heart attack at 50 or 40 <clears throat> or 41. A lot of cheese in them arteries. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, you can't be a fat personal trainer. So that's going to be a pretty tough sell. I can't tell people to run across the field 100 yards if I can't tell them to run across the field 100 yards. Hey, take off and whew, hold on. I got to catch my breath. That's not going to fucking work. So, uh, yeah. So the big guy's trying to get in shape. Uh, I, I got in the Steve Weatherford plan. Weatherford's a punter, but he's also like the swollest human being on earth. So I, I jumped in. Fuck it. You know, I'll go with the, I'll go with the uh, specialist. Why not? And uh, it's working, man. All protein and a bunch of cardio in the morning. Let me tell you. There's nothing better than cardio in the morning. I'll tell you. 5 a.m. when you're on a bike sweating, there's nothing better. Absolutely, there's everything in life is better than that. But again, if you want to live, you better do something. Uh, the new 6-0 is open and operating. The turf is down. The weight room's up. We are going to have a massive grand opening in March. We'll do press releases and everything. Obviously, DNVR will be down there in full force. Uh, you know, Brandon Spano and, and his son Meech came in the other day and Meech is only 12, his son, and he is a monster. He's a monster. And I can't wait to watch him progress. Uh, that kid loves ball and, and it's pretty cool to see a young guy that, that's, uh, that 
passionate about it at that age and kind of reminds me of uh, me, just not a skill player. A pretty passionate guy, so hopefully we can try and temper that and, and he can route some people up for the next six years and go play at CU or something. Just not Nebraska, Brandon. Please, God, don't do that. So at 10470 uh, South Progress down in Parker, that's the new gym. Check it out, 60 Academy on Twitter and Instagram, and then 60strength.com online also. Uh, it's a pretty exclusive deal, man. We're not looking for everybody, but we are looking for the right people. I, I understand that that's a cliche, but I'm pretty serious. You know, they, they, don't, they don't cut people in Colorado high school football here. It's hobby town. And uh, if you want to spend some money on a camp and, you know, go get a T-shirt every now and then, that's cool. That's some hobby shit. I snowboard every now and then, too. That's some hobby shit, too. Um, but if you're trying to take this seriously, we're Monday through Saturday, 5 to 8 a.m. to p.m., and we're not fucking around. So check it out, and uh, we'd love to help you and your son. And let me just reiterate this as well, because it seems to be a huge problem with the super politically correct soft-ass society we live in. I'm not running a fucking church camp. I'm running a football academy, and we're not playing friend ball. We're playing football. Ball. And if you want to go to school for free, that's what we do. And I'm going to read a list later of guys who are going to school to great gain opportunity to get scholarship money and or are going on full ride. Six of them are already enrolled in January and we put out close to 511 going on 12 years. So yeah, I'm not the nicest human being on earth. That's not really what got me to this point in my life. Not being, you know, not slapping everybody on the ass and saying, good job. I'm pretty hard on myself as well. So I guess the point is, if you want to pay for college, keep enjoying your hobby. If you have the ability to go to school for free and you don't take advantage of it, you can't blame me. You can only look at yourself. So the bridge is real and come walk it. Six zeros not fucking around. And Super Bowl 55 rolls. Okay, so <clears throat> a couple of stories. Number one, uh, I don't usually like pay attention to famous people shit, but I don't know if this guy's famous. I just think he's a douchebag. Uh, this, I don't know who he is. I've never heard any of his music, thank God. Uh, his name is Little Uzi. That's to tell you all you need to fucking know right off the bat, number one. Uh, he, he, he embroidered a diamond in his head. A diamond. A blood diamond, dog. A pink fucking blood diamond embroidered in his forehead. So let me just ask him a question real quick. <clears throat> What happens when they chop your fucking head off and steal the diamond, dog? You're just going to go back to the... No, wait, your head's chopped the fuck off. That's what I thought. So, yeah, he's a, he's a rapper. He's definitely going to get his head cut off. I mean, somebody out there is going to be like, hey, bro, this dude walked in with a fucking blood diamond in his forehead. <laughs> hey, come outside real quick. We really love your music. Chop, chop, blood diamond, peace. All right, so, yeah, that's cool. Um, the Deshaun Watson thing in Denver... I'm going to be really, really short on this one because I think it's about as short as our chances. If it happens, I am going to be happier than a pig and shit. I'm not going to lie. If it doesn't happen, we're going to roll with Drew Locke and see what happens. I mean, it's what it is. And hopefully his weapons can come back and they can build around him and we can move forward. Do I want to leverage the farm for one guy? It completely depends on who that one guy is. So, And what's the farm? I don't know. Uh, the, the GM talks. He hasn't really done anything yet, but I think this is a pretty hard situation to deal with too. Um, I don't think there's anybody on the roster I wouldn't give up for Deshaun Watson. We'll put it like that. If they called and said, we want you know Sutton and Vaughn in your first-round pick, I'd give up Sutton and Vaughn in the first-round pick real quick. 
uh, for Deshaun Watson. That's the future. That Those guys are – well, Sutton's the future, but Vaughn's the past. I mean, he, he could play here for three or four more years, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't pay, take a pay cut if he's gone. NFL means not for long. Get used to it. Um, <clears throat> enjoy your jersey. Hopefully he doesn't go to, like, Kansas City. Holy shit, that would be terrible. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Terrible. Awful, Matt. Terrible. Now I'm mad at myself. Uh, okay, speaking of Denver sports, the Nuggets are on down here at DNVR damn near every night. And every night they're playing, they're on here. I know that's for sure. My man Adam is about as good as covering the Nuggets as you're going to get, so make sure you follow him on Twitter. And I, I just – I understand that the modern-day NBA, that triple-doubles are a little bit easier to get. At least that's the narrative. I've played basketball before. It doesn't seem like there's a bunch of easy shit going on. Like every time I, I breathe on someone, it's a foul. I can't really dribble the ball to the basket that well to the left. Of course, I can't see left, so that doesn't help. Um, you know, it's I, it doesn't look easy to me is what I'm saying. So the fact that Joker, you know, Nicole Jokic does what he does every night, I mean, it's greatness, bro. And it's like he's a, it's like a Russian Larry Bird, bro. He's I, I, I've never seen anything like it before, and I love watching the Nuggets, and I'm so glad he's here because I grew up in Denver when they were fucking terrible. I mean, god-awful. Where, like, I had an Antonio McDice jersey when I was a kid, one of the old blue ones with, like, the gold nugget thing on it, and people gave me shit about it constantly. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I love the Nuggets. I also grew up a Warrior fan because I'm from the Bay, and I just I watched the Warriors suck my whole life. And now they were, like, good, and then they got Kevin Durant, and I was like, man, fuck these guys. I can't do it anymore. I just, like, Brooklyn, I hope Brooklyn loses every game they play. But I want, I want the Lakers to beat them, and I hope they lose every game they play, too. It's really a weird paradigm. I like players, but I hate the teams. Um, I think Joker has the potential to be one of the best players, if not the best five, that's ever played. And I'm not talking about championships and Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and shit like that, or Shaq. I mean, Shaq's the most dominant big man I've ever seen, yes. Wilt's special, Bill's got 11 rings, yada, yada, yada. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying I've never seen anybody do what he does at his size consistently. It's not like he gets a fucking triple-double every other day or every, or every every month. It's every other day. I mean, you can literally go on DraftKings, which I'm going to do when football season's over because... I don't have anything to bet on, so let's go Nuggets. <laughs> and bet if he's going to get a triple-double. If they're playing a shitty big man, he's getting a triple-double. If they're playing a good big man, he might get a quadruple-double, bro. Like it, it, It's like the safest bet on earth. Let's see. Is Nikola Jokic going to get a triple-double against Portland? Is Nurchich up? Yep. Triple-double. Make some fucking money on DraftKings. Don't understand why people don't do it more. Um, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded by his progression and I love the head coach, Michael Malone and his attitude about everything. It's never good enough. They can always get better. And I'm hoping that the Nuggets can really figure out how to be consistent, uh, and, and compete with these teams in the West. I, I don't buy into Utah and their hot start. We just beat them the other night, but the fucking Lakers are real. And my only fear here, <clears throat> and I know everybody's scared of this as a Nuggets fan, especially Adam. My only fear is that one of these days, Joker's going to look at himself in the mirror and go, I need to be in a big market. Or somebody's going to convince him he needs to be in a big market. 
and then we're fucked. So I don't want that to happen. So we better start winning here. I thought they were going to get a chance at a title last year, and the damn Lakers got in the way again. So, you know, if LeBron can retire soon, that would be kick-ass because he's pretty awesome. All right, lastly, uh, Super Bowl Sunday morning. Uh, I don't really do this. I've I've bow hunted about 15, 20 times in my life, and I find that, like, I find that pretty cool. You know, I don't necessarily, I don't like to shoot predators. I don't want to kill a bear or a wolf or anything, but I'll fucking elk up and strip it and eat it quick. Um, So Sunday morning, we're going to go shoot some birds with Rick Lewis and my boy Sam Jones. I can't go to his bachelor party, so this is kind of like a little bachelor Sunday morning. I told everybody immediately, everyone, do not stand on the fucking left. I need to be at the end of the line, number one. I don't want to Dan quail someone's ass on Super Bowl Sunday morning. So <laughs> that should be fun. Hey, Rick, duck, all right? Or you'll be the X-Master. And Sam, stay on the right, bro. You're playing center tomorrow. I'm the left tackle. <clears throat> so that should be pretty fun. Like I said, this is episode number 101, McChesney and Chain. We're down here at DNVR off of Colfax as usual. Get your ass down here on Super Bowl Sunday and watch the game. Um, we've got Ryan Jensen on the show today, and we're just going to start off the, the Super Bowl preview by bringing uh, Red on. And I, I've been working with Ryan for going on 12 years now. And, you know, we started working together when he came out of CSU Pueblo from Fort Morgan, same place Joel Dreesen went. And, uh, you know, he's, he's progressed and developed himself into, in my opinion, the best center in the National Football League. And, you know, and I work with Ben Garland, too, and he's right up there, in my opinion, as well. And Connor McGovern, he's right up there, in my opinion, as well. You know, and I think that Jensen has solidified himself in NFL history in the same sentence as guys like Kevin Gogan and Conrad Dolber and, you know, real nasty, surly sons of bitches that I love. That's, those are my guys. That's who I wanted, that's who I wanted to play like. It's who I tried to play like every day. Uh, it's the reputation that I had. It's the reputation I have, and I'm damn proud of it. I, you know, I don't fucking bah-bah. It's not, not my M.O. I'd rather die on the hill than walk up it. Um, and Jensen's the same kind of guy. You know, we talked to him about what he did to, to Avalos, that poor son of a bitch linebacker from New Orleans, number 47, who was, you know, my coach, Chris Wilson, who congratulations to the great Chris Wilson, by the way, for getting the defensive coordinator position up in Boulder last week. That's well-earned, and uh, I know that that defense is going to be chewing glass next year. If you thought they were good last year, wait until Coach Wilson is in their fucking ear and not just the defensive line coach. Um, if you like listening to me, you love listening to him. It's pretty much the same exact thing. He's Other than Dave McChesney raising me, Coach Wilson did, so you've got psychopath number one, Dave McChesney raising me, and then psychopath number two, Chris Wilson raising me, and you wonder why I'm a psychopath. It's okay. Bill Burr says it on his stand-up comedy special all the time. It's really easy for psychopaths to see other psychopaths. Like, we can just lock eyes and like, yep, he's fucking nuts. And and usually if you can control it, it's pretty awesome. If you can't, there's prison. It's everywhere. They're mass-produced in this country. So that'll be a nice little college experience, as they say. Um, so we're going to bring Jensen on and I'm damn excited to have him on the show. Um, it, to take this time during Super Bowl weekend prep, it's pretty special. So, uh, CSU Pueblo Thunderwolf, that's right. CSU Pueblo Thunderwolf, Ryan Jensen and 12, what? 11, 12 year vet starting the Super Bowl this Sunday is going to join us here on episode one one McChesney Unchained. And I cannot wait. Let's roll. 
And it is my honor and pleasure to bring in uh, my brother from another mother and a guy that I've been working with for a very long time. And a guy who I just, I love watching play the game. Going to play in Super Bowl 55 and, and start against another CSU Pueblo Thunderwolf and Mike Vanell. I can't wait to talk to him about that. Mr. Ryan Jensen joins us here on episode 101 of McChesney Unchained Super Bowl edition. Uh, all the way from Tampa on Zoom, isolated in his house. Stay healthy and go play some football. Ryan, thanks so much for being on the show, brother. Um, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Just, just grinding away. It's been uh, been quite the year with all this COVID bullshit and just man, it's been uh it's been an adventure, that's for sure. That's for damn sure. And you know, for all of you guys that, that don't know Ryan's story, he's a he's known he went he's from Pueblo and went and played for Coach Rissen at CSU Pueblo and was drafted by Baltimore and worked himself into a starter and uh, and uh really the thing that I love about Ryan the most, dude. Let me just ask this question right off the bat. And then divisional round, okay? <laughs> did did 47 piss you off? Did he send you a message on, like, Instagram? Like, yo, you suck, bro. Like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. Because you went after 47 from the Saints so hard. That screenplay where you dumped his ass out of bounds and, like, Antonio's just, like, looking at you, it had me running around my house screaming just – I, I mean, did he piss you off? And, and who's next on the hit list? <laughs> <laughs> Not, nah, man, it, it, was, it wasn't anything personal. He didn't say anything. It was just, it was just one of those things. You know, they kicked our ass twice already that year, or you know, this this year, and uh, you know, just a little payback. You know, just in general, anybody could catch it. Uh, you know, yeah, he didn't do it. anything. He didn't do anything personal. It's just, just business. And uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was one of those games. That he had a rough one, and. Uh, you know, I had a good one. <laughs> yeah, amen to that, brother. And I, the thing I love about you, Ryan, is everybody's a suspect. And that's the way I wanted to play back in the day. And I, I love the way you play. I mean, you can go, everybody can get it. And, you know, you're talking about the fact that you guys lost to New Orleans twice. You went into New Orleans and absolutely dominated them. Um, it, was, it was awesome to see. You guys played Kansas City this year earlier in Tampa Bay. And you know Tyreek Hill went off, and it was a it, it was a competitive game, but they they did what they do. Is that lingering in the in the minds of, of Tampa Bay right now? Not only did you play him once, but now you get him again at home to host a Super Bowl. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, you know it's it's one of those things where we just got to go out and uh, just execute better early on in the game. Uh, they got up on us quick, seventeen nothing, real quick, and uh, they're a hard team to beat when. You know, you, you, any team's hard to beat when you when you spot them 17 points out, out the gate. So for us, it's just uh, starting faster. And the last about seven weeks since we played them last, really, we've been starting a lot better, a lot faster and uh, putting up a lot more points. So uh, it's uh, exciting and for sure, got to got to play our best and try to score on every drive because that's that's what their MO is. So uh, you got to you got to outshoot the shooters. Episode 101, McChesney Unchained here at DNVR. Uh, Buccaneers center uh, Ryan Jensen joins us here on the show. Uh, you talked about COVID and how difficult it's been to just, you know, deal with that throughout the year as a player. Uh, I know it's been hard on everybody, especially the guys in the NFL. That's got to be a huge pain in the ass. But Tom Brady comes in and just talk about what it's like to play with that guy rather than just watching him from afar and being uh, like, I, I played against him when I was a rookie. 
Uh, and, and, you know, and then he kicked the hell out of us the rest of the time I was in New York and Miami and in Denver, consequently. Um, just talk about playing with him and, and how special it is to be around the best quarterback that's ever walked the earth. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, when I first got that call from, from Jason and then when he FaceTimed me, like it was just kind of a surreal moment. Like, holy cow, like we, we have an opportunity with the roster that we have. Even if we, you know, didn't have a couple of key components of our roster, like we have an instant chance to, to win a championship. And, man, it, it's, been, uh, it's been awesome. Just what he does to elevate the entire team, not just the offense, not just the, you know, wide receivers, not the running backs, but the entire team. It's, uh, it's pretty amazing. And there's a reason why he's, he's the greatest to ever do it. And, uh, you know, when, whenever the team's, seems like it's separating. He's always that guy that's going to bring, bring the team back together, whether it be screaming at you or just pulling you to the side and say, Hey, we need to, we need to figure this out and, and uh, we'll be good. But yeah, man, it's been, uh, it's been crazy to think, you know, it's already, I mean, shit, February 1st. And it seems like I got that call a month and, you know, I, I mean, it's almost been a year since I got that call that, you know, we're signing Tom Brady. Uh, so it's, it's, it's crazy how fast this year's gone considering all the COVID bullshit. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been wild that, you know, it's like we blinked our eyes and here we are in the Super Bowl 21 weeks later. It's, uh, it's kind of a surreal feeling. Hosting the Super Bowl, first time in history that a home team has made the Super Bowl. You guys want three straight road games. That's pretty rare. Uh, you know, it's the last time it happened. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of the last time. I know the Broncos did it back in their first Super Bowl run when they beat the Packers. They won a bunch of road games. Talk about being road warriors, going to Lambeau and ruin everybody's party. I know you love that shit. I love it too. <laughs> uh, there's nothing better than celebrating on somebody else's field. Just talk, talk about not only New Orleans, but more importantly, Lambeau. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's that's what you dream of as a kid, you know. Uh, you dream about going to Lambeau Field, NFC Championship game to get to the Super Bowl. It's cold as shit. The fans are loud. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that was like that was difficult uh, after going pretty much to all games where you know the crowd really wasn't a factor to get to a game where yeah they only had twelve thousand people there or whatever it was, but they had these cardboard freaking signs that they were banging on the metal bleachers that was i mean it was loud that was the first time we'd had to go silent all year and i mean that was that was it was tough there was a little bit of a transition period like we hadn't practiced silent all all year and on friday we're like the friday leading up to the game we're like yeah we probably should practice a little bit of silent and we had one practice of any kind of silent count um and man good thing we practiced because if we wouldn't have it would have been a little it might have been even rougher than it was but yeah, going going into somebody else's house and 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 winning, especially a game like that to to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's every kid's dream, and it was uh, it was it was amazing just being able to go up there and experience a championship game in Lambeau. I mean, it, it, it surreal feeling. All right, man, it's six zero time. Uh, last year, Garland and Mike got to play against each other and face off, and Mike got the better of Ben and. And got himself a ring. That's not CSU Pueblo against CSU Pueblo either. <laughs> I mean, big big Mike Pinnell and, and Ryan Jensen are facing off in the Super Bowl. And they're not just facing off. Mike plays nose tackle and Ryan plays center. Um, and Mike got a ring last year. Just talk about how cool it is to go against a guy you know so well. Both, both from an advantage standpoint and from just a friendship standpoint. I mean, you guys train together at 6-0, you train together at Pueblo. Riston's got to just be elated. Um, 
just just talk about that a little bit. I think it's a really really cool paradigm. Yeah, I mean it's it's amazing having I think three Super Bowls in a row where we've had CSU Pueblo. Yeah, because uh, Morgan was in the St. Louis or the LA Super Bowl, huh? Yeah, so you know having a CSU Pueblo guy in the in the Super Bowl, I think th- three years in a row because I can't remember. Yeah, because they played San Francisco last year. Yeah, so yep. Super Bowl three years in a row having a CSU Pueblo represent. It's, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome for the program and it's a testament of what Coach Riston. Uh, does down in, in down there to get players who can go play at the next level and obviously you know we've won so many championships in a row down there in Pueblo you know in the RMAC and, and stuff like that it's a it's it's awesome and you know centered nose tackle you know duo you know per se coming from the same school uh, especially a division two school it's it's unheard of in you know you know a regular season game but not let alone the fucking Super Bowl so uh, it's it's a cool it's a cool feeling, man. I cannot wait to watch you guys battle. And I know this. <laughs> I know this. I know the one thing about Ryan Jensen. He's gonna go ten times harder against somebody he knows, <laughs> and he goes one hundred and ten percent anyway. So I cannot wait. I, Mike is gonna be so annoyed with, <laughs> with you, bro. I cannot wait to watch this. This is so fun. Um, all right, last one for you, Ryan. Then we'll get you out of here. So thankful for you to do this on your Super Bowl week. Talking about CSU Pueblo in the state of Colorado, what we do here at Six Zero. We just moved into the new facility here in Parker. I can't wait to get you in when you get home. Um, just tell these kids, bro, that anybody listening to this, it doesn't matter if you're from Niwot, if you're from Pueblo, what you went to Pueblo, Fort Morgan. You went to Fort Morgan. That's right. Never mind. You played in Pueblo. Dreesen's from Fort Morgan. You're from Fort Morgan. I'm from Niwot. I mean, Morgan's from, from Fountain Fort Carson. Mike went to Grandview. It doesn't matter where you play. It matters how you play. And just give all these kids here at 6-0 that look up to you and just are so excited to watch you play this weekend. Uh, but didn't everybody here in, this, in the Mile High State, you know, that there's a bad perception of, of this state, and it, it's bullshit. And I think that uh, I think there's a lot of really good football players here. And, and just consequently, before, before I ask you the question, I mean, two years ago when you signed your contract, you and Nate Salter both signed, and you were at that time, you're the highest paid center in football and the highest paid left tackle in football. And one of you is from Fort Morgan and the other one's from Buena Vista. So it, it, there's so much talent here. What message would you give to the kids out there that, that think they're getting overlooked and, and, uh, and maybe, you know, don't have a lot of faith in, in the, the process out here? Yeah, I would say tell those kids. Um, I'll just I'll just tell my story real quick. You know, I was a 230 uh, pound senior in high school. Had I was a I was a negative five star recruit. You know, nobody was looking at me. I I had I had two two scholarship offers uh, to Western State and CSU Pueblo. Man, it was just then I, I obviously I committed down to Pueblo. I went and played there four years and ended up just busting my ass and going from a 235 pound bean pulled to a 315 pound man. And, you know, that it just didn't happen. You know, hard work, you, you can't pay for hard work. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you're, you're a, you know, a billionaire or you're dirt poor, you know, hard work is the only thing that you could control attitude exactly. and hard work. And for me, that's, that's where, what I did. You know, I went into Pueblo and I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I was, I had no thought of playing in the NFL, uh, especially come from a division two school on a $1,500 scholarship, you know, but then when I, when I got there and I started building my body and started staying committed to, to the process and staying committed to 
wanting to get better every day, it just, it, it turned into a, a, you know, a snowball effect. And once you can start committing yourself to a process and to, to being a better person slash player, uh, you know, good things will happen. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. I came from Fort Morgan, a town of 9,000 people. You know, you look at you look at Dalton Reisner, who plays for the Broncos. He came from a, a town of three thousand people. You know, another, another dungeon family guy. Yeah, ten minutes from ten minutes from me. You know, with with hard work and, and perseverance, you know, there's there's a lot of things that can be accomplished in this in this uh, in this world. Whether that be you know, you, you go to a Division one school, you go to a Division two school, Division three. It don't it don't matter if you want it bad enough. You know, you can you can control your your attitude and your your work ethic and that's, that's what I tell these kids who think they're getting getting overlooked. Trust me, if you work hard enough and you show out hard enough, you're going to get noticed. And that's all, that's all you got to do. That's how, you know, that's how I got noticed at, at Puello by playing the way I do, playing like a dickhead and, and, and playing yeah. the yes! <laughs> and throwing people around. You got you to gotta play like you want to get noticed. You got to play within yourself. But that, that's what I'll tell these, these kids from Colorado who, who think they – they, they don't have an opportunity because, you know, if, if you're telling yourself you have an opportunity, you don't, you tell yourself you, you, you have an opportunity and you go and you go and attack it. That's, that's what, that's what this is about. That's what, you know, six zero is about is giving you that opportunity to get better every day. And with, without that, you know, there's, what's the point in living if you're not trying to get, trying to get better. Like you, if you're just going to sit in, in self pity all the time, Oh, I'll, you know, if this would have happened, that would have happened you know, b- bullshit. You got to go out there and earn that. There's nothing given to you in this world. And, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of kids these, these days, you know, when they get into the real world, they, they've had everything handed to them and uh, you know, they don't know how to deal with adversity. And, you know, that's, that's the great thing about football is it teaches you how to deal with adversity. And that, that, I mean, that's what I would say to these, these kids, you gotta, you gotta work and control what you can control and, and go from there. Man, Ryan Jensen is speaking some damn truth here. I'm chesting a game one one uh, I mean, that, that's what the bridge is here at Six Zero, brother. You know that. You see these kids in here working in the offseason when you're home. Um, Ryan, bro, great job on the show and, and great job this season getting to the Super Bowl. I know you're not satisfied. I know you're pissed off for greatness, brother. And uh, I, 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 Tom Brady's in 10 Super Bowls. You're in your first, and it's equally as special. Um I cannot wait to watch you play this weekend. And there's a six zero Savage hoodie coming to you. It'd be at Tampa tomorrow, the day after. So get you clean and some new gear. And brother, when you get home, I can't wait to get back to work. And great luck this weekend. Go whip Mike's ass. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, you know, I'm not trying to jinx or anything, but I sure do hope you get your hands on that trophy this weekend. Bro. Oh yeah, I appreciate you, man. You know it, man. Stay up, Red. Go kick some ass, brother. Catch you later. Later. See ya. And it was an honor and pleasure having uh, Ryan Jensen on the show here, episode 101, McChesney Unchained, uh, only on DNVR down here at the studio and bar. Uh, To say I'm not pulling for Tampa Bay would be a bold-faced lie. Um, uh, Look, Ryan Jensen and Mike Pinnell, they talk about it. We talked about it on the show. They are playing against each other this year in the Super Bowl. Last year, Mike got to square off against Ben Garland in the Super Bowl, made a huge play against him that resulted in an interception and kind of turned the game around for Kansas City. Um, That was Dungeon Family on Dungeon Family. This year, they're doing it again, center nose tackle with Jensen and Mike playing. But not only that, 
Both of them played at CSU Pueblo, so that's in common as well. And they both train at 6-0 in the offseason, so they both know each other pretty as about as intimately as you could know somebody on the football field. Uh, so, <clears throat> look, man, I, I think that I think that it's going to be an absolute fucking dogfight because I can tell you this from from just personal experience. There is no one you play harder against than your friends. Guys you got recruited who went different places, guys you know who can play in 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 camps, training camp when you've got a buddy on the team who plays a different position, even if he plays the same position, I still might ear hole his ass just for principle alone. I there's nothing better on earth and nothing worse on earth as a football player than beating your buddy's ass on the field and or getting your ass kicked by him on the field because then you have to listen to him talk, especially if you're my friend because I'm going to fucking talk the entire time. I didn't wear a mouthpiece for 20 years. It might explain a lot about the way I am, honestly. I didn't want to wear it because I couldn't breathe. Number one, that was my excuse. But number two, it was just because I wanted to run my fat fucking mouth the whole time. So it worked out pretty good. Um, Speaking of running their mouths, I know Ryan's going to be doing that the whole game. I, I encourage everybody to go on 6-0 Academy and watch the uh, little highlight tape I put together for Jensen or of Jensen from the divisional round. I mean, it it is some of the most dominant center tape I've ever seen. I, I don't remember watching a, you know, a 6'4", 320-pound man run into space off a screen. Good. Compose himself grab 47 by the V of his neck and his scruffy hair or whatever, run him 14 yards out of bounds, dump his ass in front of Sean Payton and everybody on the Saints bench while Antonio Brown's crazy ass just turns around and goes, keep in mind I said Antonio Brown, who's nuts. And I, I, I don't care if he's crazy, he's good. Turns around, just looks at him and goes, damn, Jensen. Oh, man, that's the best part about football, man. It's the best part. Everybody thinks that the games are the best part. It's not. It's talking shit about what's happening with your boys afterwards, especially if you win. If you lose, you just sit there and you're like, wow, they're talking shit about us. But if you win and you get to dump motherfuckers like that, it, it's there's nothing better on earth because he has to carry that around forever. It's on tape. Not many people's jobs are filmed every five minutes. So that's the beauty of it, man. Like, you can't. You can't front in this game, and we're going to talk about fronting here when we talk about college football recruiting, but you can't front in football. You either have the tape or you don't. You either played or you didn't, period. So, you know, it kind of is what it is. Thank you for Ryan Jensen coming on the show here and taking his time with the preparation for the Kansas City Chiefs and Super Bowl 55. Um, talking to him about Tom Brady, you know, <laughs> I was like, yo, I've got this picture of Tom and I on Monday Night Football because, you know, when I was on defense for – you know, like six games before they move my fat ass. And I was like, can I send that to you quick? And he's like, no, nah, man, Tom's coming back. You're good. So everybody who thinks he's going to retire, he's not going to retire. Why would he retire? He's at the top of his game. He just went to Tampa, who went 7-9 and nine last year, and everybody was like, oh, they're terrible. He's never going to win. They went 6-10 and 10 in New England with Cam Newton. Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay, didn't have an offseason, got better all year, got his ass kicked a couple of times, Consequently, by Kansas City and New Orleans, two teams he beat, won three games on the road in the playoffs, and he's in his 10th goddamn Super Bowl. He won in Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers, and you're going to count him out in this one? Okay. 
Ride with that. See how it goes. If you actually think Tampa Bay is not going to show up and dogfight and this isn't going to – I, it might go three overtimes. I'm not fucking around at all. I mean, the last time I watched Brady and Mahomes play in the playoffs, it went to overtime in Kansas City, and the game was outstanding. So Tom Brady is not in the business of losing to people that aren't named Eli Manning. And I think the Philadelphia Super Bowl, they just got caught off guard, and, and Nick Foles played his ass off. And to be honest with you, the defense played awful, and the Phillies, Phillies defense played great, and they got a ring, and they deserved it. But shit, if you go to 10 Super Bowls and you win six of them, that's Jordan shit. He wins seven? I mean, it, do I have to go buy some like TB12 shoes and shit? I hope not, because they're ugly. So, let's talk about the 55th big game. That's right, Super Bowl 55 this weekend. A game this big deserves a big prize, and not just the same trophy, not the Lombardi. Uh, to finish off the season with here on DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, we're giving all players a no-brainer offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. One touchdown. I think that's pretty much a lock. That's right. All it takes is you for you uh, to win is one touchdown to be scored Sunday, and boom, your money is doubled. That's a no-brainer. As if this game wasn't uh, reason enough to party and bet, uh, you can double your cash and celebrate moving into next season or into the basketball season because they do that too. Download the great uh, DraftKings Sport app on your phone, on your Android, or your, uh, what is it, an Apple phone? Yep, that's what I got too. Uh, And use the promo code DNVR, that's the DMVR promo code, and get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That promo code DNVR is how you get your shot at doubling your money, so do not forget it. Uh, and you must be 21 or older in Colorado. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFs for details. Do you have a gambling problem? I've got a winning problem, that's for sure. Call 1-800-522-4700. Not to make a joke of it, that's 1-800-255-4700. But you don't have a gambling problem, you have a losing problem. So we roll, episode 101. Okay, let's preview the rest of the Super Bowl here, and I'll give you my, my picks. Brady against Patrick Mahomes is as good as it gets. Last year's Super Bowl was like a model contest, and they lost. Thank God. Um, Mahomes is going to go back. I know you don't want to hear that in Denver, but (laughs) let's be fucking real. They're going back. Brady's not going to play forever, and he plays in the NFC South. They're not going to see each other next year unless the NFL matches him up on opening night, which may happen, and that'd be pretty cool. Kansas City's going to keep getting players. People are going to want to play there. I think Eric Bieniemy not getting a head coaching job is an absolute travesty. Travesty. A travesty. And I'm not saying it's because he's a black guy or any of that bullshit. I'm saying he is an unbelievable coach and a leader of men, and he has sat under Andy Reid for God knows how many years learning everything you need to know about offensive football, and he is getting totally fucked over because he has an attitude. And that's bullshit. I hate it. And to be honest with you, when when, when Vic Fangio underperforms next year, when it happens – and they do fire him either midseason or at the end of the year, I pray to God that Eric Bieniemy is the next head coach in Denver. That would be incredible. But I have a feeling that if Kansas City pulls this off, Andy Reid is going to go into the fucking sunset on a white horse and 
And EB is going to be the coach in Kansas City for the next 10 years. So if you think it just got bad, it's about to get worse, Bronco fans and Buff fans. Because the last thing you want to see is EB in red. And I know when he puts it on every day, I know. For a fucking fact, I know, because he was my coach for three years, and I grew up watching him, and every time you walk into the team room in Boulder and you had red on, he kicked your ass out of the room. So I know he's got a little bit of a problem putting it on every day, even though they pay him. Guy gave me shit for having a red tattoo. He didn't even, he wasn't even coaching. He was at UCLA, and he was like, man, you got a red tattoo, huh? Huh, that's pretty, that that tells me everything I need to know. And I'm like, God damn it, EB. <laughs> Just saying, I don't know any devils that aren't red, and I got a devil on my forearm, so deal with it. So, that's not really the point of it, but I'm just saying there's a lot of storylines here. Look, the the key to this game is not Brady Mahomes. It's not Andy Reid. It's not EB. It's not Bruce Arians. It's the fact that Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz are both out. And if you don't know who they are, you shouldn't be betting this weekend. Your dumbass just needs to watch the game. Eric Fisher is the number one pick from Central Michigan who has developed himself into an unbelievably good left tackle, regardless of his fucking Madden, Madden rating or whatever you think is tangible. And Mitchell Schwartz is the best right tackle in football, period. And both of them are out. And if Schwartz plays, he's going to play left off of a back injury and surgery in week six. And let me tell you, after you have back surgery and you're 6'5", 330 pounds, it's real fucking fun. So I'm sure he's just waiting to go back and play in the Super Bowl. No, that's not happening. So if you're losing both your tackles in this game, in the Super Bowl, I know Mahomes is, is versatile and can run and he does a great job of backpedaling and delivering the ball. I get all that shit. Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn versatile and pretty good under pressure, too, and they ate him alive. And guess what? Guess what happened to Green Bay? Bakhtiari got hurt in practice, couldn't play in the playoffs, tore his ACL. They had to move my man Billy Turner from right tackle where he was having a great year to left tackle. He played pretty good in the divisional round, and then he got matched up with Shaq Barrett and JPP, and they ate his ass alive in the, in, in the championship game. He'll be the first one to admit it. That's why he's a $30 million tackle, because he can look at himself, self-reflect, and move forward. He doesn't give a shit if I'm talking about it. But Shaq Barrett is on a fucking mission right now, and the last time that, that Shaq played in the Super Bowl, he watched Von Miller destroy, destroy the offensive line for Carolina, especially the tackles, who, consequently, that right tackle was a backup in the game. So... I know Andy Reid wants to get five guys out. I know he doesn't want to max protect. I know he doesn't want to keep Kelsey in. And if you single block JPP and Shaq Barrett in this game, Kansas City is going to get absolutely blitzed because they're not going to be able to block them one-on-one. And this is the real kicker. It's not necessarily Shaq Barrett and JPP that you have to worry about. They're going to get theirs. Defensive ends are schemed to get one-on-ones. The problem is Vita Vey's big ass is back and healthy. And Indomitian Sue is actually playing full speed. And when Indomitian Sue plays full speed, you can't block him one-on-one. No one can. He, if he played full speed all the time, he would be Reggie White. But in, instead, he's Sue from Nebraska when he plays soft. That's what I said. You're soft with a capital T, soft, Nebraska. Suck it. I think that's the key to the game. Those four... And then David and White behind. Even David has a pulled hamstring. Don't care. He's going to play. Winfield's going to play. 
I mean, if you actually think these guys aren't going to take a shot and go play in the Super Bowl, you're, you're crazy. So I think that the skill players in this game, it's like an all-star team. That's great. The quarterbacks are excellent. The coaches are, are excellent. They've got good scheme. They're both going to score points. I get it. I am telling you right now, go on DraftKings and take the over whatever it is on sacks. I'm pretty sure it's going to it's like four and a half. If you don't think there's going to be more than four and a half sacks in this game, I need to get some of the shit you're smoking, dog, because it is it's good shit. It's got you believing in like ghosts and shit. You you're 40 years old and you believe in Santa Claus and shit. Where is that dope? I need it because I'm telling you, man. Kansas City can rush the passer. Chris Jones is a monster. Vita Vey's back. You can't single block him because he's one of the biggest humans I've ever seen in my life. And Dominican Sue lives off single blocks. And look, look, when I watched the Rams defense two years ago against the Patriots, that game, that game was terrible, but it was awesome at the same time because both defenses played so well. If Jared Goff could complete a ball, consequently, have fun in Detroit, bro. <laughs> The death wish. Hey, I'm in L.A. I'm the quarterback. We're in the playoffs. Hey, Jared, come in and meet with me. Oh, what do you want to meet about, Coach? The future? Nah, dog. Uh, Yeah, we traded you to Detroit. Peace. (laughs) That sucks, dude. Have fun in Detroit with a guy who wants to bite your fucking kneecap as a head coach. I'm sure Dan Campbell could be a great assistant coach, but I don't know if I want him as – I don't want my head coach biting kneecaps. I need my head coach to, like, be, like – like a fucking head coach, not a defensive. I, I couldn't be a head coach. The minute I walked in to the meeting room and they were like, so, well, what do you think about the third quarter and third and eight when you didn't go for it or whatever? And I'd be like, who the fuck are you again? You have no idea what you're talking about. And I would just move on. And I'd be pretty much talking to myself. So that's my point. You need somebody who's not biting kneecaps uh, to be the head coach maybe. So have fun in Detroit, Jared Goff. That should be an absolute disaster. Um <clears throat> Take the over on the sacks. Touchdown scores, I think it's going to be, you know, 31-28, 38-31, something like that, 34-31. I I do not foresee Tariq Hill going off the way he did in the the game they played in Tampa. Tom Brady, I mean, come on, man. Tom Brady doesn't lose to people multiple times in the same season. Drew Brees beat him twice, and he went and beat him in, in the divisional round. He beat Aaron Rodgers twice this year. I mean, I, I just – I'm taking Tampa, man, and I'm not just riding because I, I don't really care who wins. Either way, the Dungeon family gets another ring, so I'm good. Um, I'd like Jensen to get one, and to be honest with you, man, if you're not rooting for Tom Brady right now, you just don't like greatness. You can't just sit back. If you can't sit back, sport fan to sport fan, if you can't sit back and enjoy the Super Bowl and all you have is resentment towards somebody that fucked your team up for 20 years – you don't respect this shit, man, and that's the problem. What he's doing, you're never going to see again. No one's going to win the AFC East 18 out of 20 years, and one of the years he was hurt. And the other year was right after the Super Bowl, where they traded Lawyer Malloy two days before the season opener against Buffalo, and they, Buffalo went out and beat the shit out of him twice in one year and kept him out of the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. The fact that I can remember that like this without writing it down is pretty crazy. So I, I, I'm taking Tampa. I hope Tom gets his seventh ring. I hope Jensen gets his first. Um, and, and to be completely honest with you, I think Shaq Barrett and JPP and that D-line are going to eat. 
and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for David and White and Winfield and, and then boys in the secondary to go make some plays. So, I don't know. I'll take Tampa's defense over Kansas City's. Uh, they're not playing in Arrowhead, so – you know, it's a home Super Bowl too, and that's never happened before. And they don't have to travel, and they can stay in their own homes, and they don't have all the COVID restrictions that Kansas City does. And I really just don't want anybody to get sick. And and you know what? <laughs> I'm not saying they shouldn't test them. I'm just saying they shouldn't test them like two days before the game and just fucking roll and get it over with. And then we'll digitally do the Pro Bowl, and everything will be great. Okay, episode 101 rolls, and we're going to end the show today. Uh, paying a, a little respect to the guys that keep this going. Uh, look, COVID has been terrible for everyone. It's been hard on everybody. I've had to move my business. I know that there's a lot of people that have lost their livelihoods, and that sucks. And it's not cool, and it's not something you want to see. It's been catastrophic on college football recruiting. It's been catastrophic on the rotation of college football the only way that, and this is something I, I've reiterated to my guys constantly, and I've said to parents constantly, and I, it's almost to the point where I have a nauseam talking about it, but it has to be said. And the people that hire me and then don't listen to me, you deserve what you're asking for. If there's no rotation of seniors and guys to the NFL out, and everybody gets a waiver and or didn't play in the spring and the fall, how in the hell are they supposed to bring in new players right now? So at the D1s, it's not as much of a problem. At 1AA's and D2s where they didn't play, we'll use CSU Pueblo as an example where Coach Riston coached me for five years in college and is like a father to me, and I've sent him at least 60 guys, at least, minimum. I don't even know, but there's a fucking lot. Plus Jensen and Morgan Fox and Mike and, you know, Josh Bradle, the Yeti, and God knows how many others. So... If there's 190 kids on CSU's Pueblo's roster right now and none of them played in the fall, what is your son supposed to do other than go be a regular student in the fall next year? And if you're if you're one of these kids yesterday, and look, congratulations to everybody that signed. That's great. But if you're signing a blank piece of paper and you don't have the balls to say you're walking on, you're not going to fucking make it. You're not even being honest with yourself. And this is why I don't get along with a lot of the coaches and some of the parents don't like me. I don't give a shit if you like me or not. We're not in the goddamn haberdashery business. I'm not building you a fucking desk. You want to go to school for free and I know how to get it. Do you want to honor your kid or not? Kid, do you want to honor your parents or not? Do you want them to pay for school? Do you want to cop an attitude because I have one? So let me just be blunt, everyone. I'm going to reiterate this. It's not friend ball. It's football. If you're soft and you can't handle a man in your face and you don't have the you don't have the ability to go out and assault someone with your hands and then not go fucking ask for forgiveness, you're going to get your ass beat. And that's the way it works. And that's why I'm so hard on everybody that I work with, including myself, and why I'm so honest with them when they sign up for the program. And I say to them, if you're not investing today, there's nothing I can do for you. If you want to go do speed training, Go do fucking speed training. But if you want to learn how to play football and maximize yourself and have people stop telling you that you can't do shit, that's what we do at 6-0. And this isn't a fucking infomercial. This is the point. Listen. And if you want to turn it off, turn it off. I don't give a shit. You just don't support the game you say you like. 
Trey Zoon, Texas A&M, Trustin Oliver, Colorado, Chase Penry, Colorado, Mason Maddox, Colorado, Jordan Worthington, Colorado, Caden Dudley, Boise State, Shay Owen Depot, Boise State, Cord Kringlin, Boise State, Trevin Heil, Nevada, Wilson Clark, UNC, James Breacher, UNC, JT Axelrod, CSU, Dante Davis, CSU, Cam Jones, CSU, Joey Therese, CSU, Noah Schmidt, CSU, Anthony Ticotti, New Mexico State, Braylon Nelson, Fresno State, Ty Sharico, Cornell, Arion Burr, Air Force, Noah Salazar, Fort Lewis, Saxton Wright, Shatteron State, Parker Webb, Fort Lewis, Caleb Frank, Colorado Mines, Carmway Brown, Black Hills, Marcus Reed, Pittsburgh State Gorillas, Lucas Moran, CSU Pueblo, Van Shield, CSU Pueblo, Blake Weiner, CSU Pueblo, Jason Rand, CSU Pueblo, Andy Cummings, Jamestown, uh, Eric Johansson, Orr's Community College in Arizona, Aiden Buzzard, Puget Sound, Johnny Colombo, Hobart, Matt Groot, ACU, Arizona Christian, Thomas Perringer, Jamestown, with nine gray shirts going in January also. That's the fucking point. They're not my friends. They're my clients. I work for them. It's like my NFL guys and why I have so much beef with the agents when I say to my NFL guys, you don't work for your agent. He takes 3% of your shit. He works for you. Why are you asking him permission? What is wrong with you? You don't need permission to do you. If your high school coach deters you from your goal, it's not your fucking job to win high school games, high school coach. It's your job to build men and get them to school for free with your connections. If you don't have any, go work at Staples. College football recruiting is about more than just going there. It's about staying. It's about developing. It's about being honest with yourself and not fucking fronting. And that's my point on this. If you don't have the heart and the balls as a young man to tell people the truth on social media and you want to front like you're going on scholarship when you're not, don't come to 6-0. You won't fucking last. And you won't last in college either. Because let me tell you something right now, gentlemen, parents, Nobody gives a shit once you walk in the room. I don't give a fuck if you're a walk-on. I don't care if you went to JUCO. I don't care if you're 30 years old. I don't care if you're 12. Can you play? Are you going to do the work? Can I depend on you on fourth down to do what the fuck you say you're going to do? Or are you going to screw us because you're selfish and you just care about posting on fucking Instagram and Twitter? And look, I'm a social media whore, but I'm pretty sure that it's for a business and that platform helps the kids get recruited in the state of Colorado, which I've reiterated about 900 times as fucking hobby town. So understand this real quick. Just like the University of Colorado, okay, the pride and tradition of that place will never, ever, fucking ever be entrusted to the timid or the weak, neither will it be at 6-0. If you're timid and weak, stay the fuck out. Don't come down. We will run your ass out of the room. If you can't handle a grown man in your face when you walk into my office and I am as blunt as I'm being right now with you and your parents and I say, do not sign up and you say, I want to play at Ohio State and I go, okay, we've sent guys to Ohio State. In the last two years, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Colorado, LSU, told Cole Taylor went to LSU from Grand Junction. You think they're going to fucking Grand Junction to recruit? Nah, man, it's the bridge. That's what we do. So look, I'm not going to waste your time talking about this anymore because I know a lot of you don't care, and that's the fucking problem. That's why they fly over the state. 
So you either give a shit or you watch them go somewhere else to recruit or you can keep listening to everybody tell you what you can't do because that's pretty consistent out here in the world these days. Can't, can't, can't. Don't, don't, don't. Fuck that. Do you. I don't see anybody else going to bed with you at night, especially in high school. And if you are, maybe that's a fucking problem. That's episode 101. If it pissed you off, good. I'm talking directly towards you. Have a good day, folks. Go Tampa. Tampa.